Hello, welcome back to Shaping Little Minds podcast. It has been a very busy last few weeks. As you know, I moved into a townhouse and actually recording this in my home office, which is so nice. I can't tell you how grateful I am for this space and for all the help I got in the moving process. It was really helpful to have family and friends be able to help. So today is a busy day because I am going out to buy some last minute things for the townhouse. But I also announced last week that my brand new program, The Confident ECE, is ready for you to dive into. It is the perfect segue into a new school year, knowing that things will be different this time around. If you are feeling stressed out, overwhelmed, working crazy hours, and honestly have no time to spend with your loved ones, I want to change that. If you want to change that as well, this is the perfect program for you. I invite you to book a free, yes free, 60-minute call where I can help you to identify who you are as a teacher and who you want to be outside of that. We get to start diving into making teaching a part of your life rather than letting it consume you. So today, I have a very special guest on the podcast. Kathleen Gomes is a registered early childhood educator with 10 years of experience working in full-day kindergarten, and more recently, she was employed as an ERW, which is someone who cares for children with diverse needs. So in today's episode, we talk about teacher self-care, what self-care is, why it's important, and how you can incorporate it into your daily routine. All right, let's dive in. Hey there, Adva here. I am so excited to welcome you to the Shaping Little Minds podcast, where we help support and mentor early childhood teachers inside the classroom. This is a place where we dive into classroom management, growth mindset, professional learning, and so much more. I'm an early childhood teacher who saw a huge gap in how early childhood educators were supported inside the classroom. I created this platform in order to help teachers feel more confident, supported, and develop a sense of trust in their teaching. Let's make teaching exciting again. Okay, welcome to Shaping Little Minds. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. So first things first, let's um, have you introduce yourself, tell us about yourself, your experience within education. Yeah, perfect. So my name is Kathleen Gomes, and I'm actually a registered early childhood educator in Ontario in Canada. Um, I have 13 years experience, over 13 years working with young children. I have a BA in early childhood studies and I really started working straight after graduation, mainly in childcare centers. Uh, But for the last 10 years, I've been working as an ECE in full day kindergarten. And so for your audience and your community that doesn't know or isn't familiar with full day kindergarten, it's a full day program now in Ontario. And it's basically made up of a teacher and an ECE who work in collaboration and a partnership together. 
it used to be a half day program, but yeah, so now it's full day. And basically I've been doing that and running a kindergarten program for the last 10 years. And more recently, I just received a new position and the title of the position is ERW, but it's just really a fancy term for an educator who works with children with exceptionalities and diverse needs. Wow, amazing. Yeah. Um, lots, lots of uh, expertise, which is amazing, always, obviously. Um, so today we wanted to cover a little bit about teacher self-care um, because I think that that's one of the most important parts of being a teacher, especially now with COVID and the craziness that is happening in within the world of education, um, but also in the world in general. So my first question to you is, how would you define self-care? Yeah, perfect. So I think self-care is something that we hear this term a lot right now. Just like you said, it's a crazy, crazy time. But it's important to note that it's not a trend. To me, self-care is something that we practice every day so that we can live a full, healthy, and abundant life. So self-care is different for everyone, right? We all have our own interests. We all have our own practices and routines that we implement daily that support us throughout our day and help us feel good. And that's what is so important about self-care. It's about making ourselves feel good, whatever that is to you, whatever that means to you. Um, and everything is connected. So healthy mind, body, and soul. So whatever that thing is for you that defines self-care to you, it, it's all connected. It's good for your brain. It's good for your body. It's good for your soul and everything. So it's important to know that. And the reason why I say that, and you'll probably hear um, in the next few questions is just because self-care was something that was very much lacking with myself this past year. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so you'll hear more about that in the next few questions, I'm sure. Yeah, I think um, self-care is lacking in a lot of educators' lives. Yeah. Um, because it is really, really hard to balance everything that's going on. So yeah. you kind of touched upon this, but I would love for you to go into a little bit more detail as to like mm -hmm. why really self-care is important. And especially when it comes to those who are in the education world, in the classroom, admi even administration, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I've seen actually administrators, like you pointed out, um, go through a really hard time even before COVID because there's just so much on their plate and they really have to carry the weight for everyone. But for us as educators, self-care is so important because, you know, we are passionate about what we do. And it's there's just something about educators like you and me who are doing podcasts or, you know, are doing coaching on the side or just advocating in some way in the field. Mm -hmm. It's so important because we're we're so passionate about what we do. We love what we do. So we're on a next level um, in comparison to a lot of ECEs that I've been working with. And we often forget to do the little things for ourselves that can make our day more positive and productive. And one of the reasons for that is because we're constantly putting everyone else first, right? Especially our students. And you know that you're shaking your head. You're like, yep. Um, yeah, they do come first. Um, I'm a new mom now. So I know my little one comes first. And then balancing that plus my students was a huge challenge and a huge, um, just like learning curve for me. Mm -hmm. But not only do we put our students first, we're putting our classrooms, our programs. If you are doing anything in social media, talking about your classroom or 
just talking about your work with children on social media, that comes first too. That, that takes precedent for some reason. And then the needs of our colleagues. Um, a little quick funny story about that was I was working with a business coach last year and she was kind of trying to help me implement some something that I could do for self-care every day. And I was telling her, well, on my lunch break, I haven't one other ECE who sits with me and eats with me. So I feel rude leaving her to go do my self-care, whatever that was, <laughs> like my <laughs> yoga or whatever. She's like, do you understand what you're telling me right now? Like you're putting your coworker first before yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I never thought of that. So um, I think we all do that, though, because we're, um, you know, we're empathetic people, we're human, we're kind. And because of our nature working with kids, we are like that with other people, too. So it's <laughs> just a little funny story to share with you. But yeah, we're always putting everyone else first. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I can totally uh, relate. I, yeah. I also had like my the school year 2020 to 2021. Most people were virtual. I was in a school that was not. We okay. went back to we went back into the classroom, face masks, face shields, everything. Yeah. By December, I was the only one who hadn't taken a day off. I was wow. at everybody else. And if they can if they need to take a day off, they should. And if they need to quarantine, they should. And yeah. everybody else had a day off except for me. And by the end of it, I was like I was burnt out. And that's why again, self-care is super freaking important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't negate it because it ends up causing you to burn out. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's so important to also share and it's to spread this message that putting you first isn't selfish at all, because you can't right? like that saying you can't pour from an empty cup, like you won't be able to have that energy. And that positive mindset to do things for others if you're not doing it for yourself first so you absolutely do have to come first yeah and honestly my take is it's okay to be selfish sometimes it's true yeah I love that actually it's so true yeah it's important and yeah like and just one quick thing to add to that was also we don't even have time to like process things that happen throughout the day. We take our work home with us. We're constantly thinking again about the kids or the coworkers or whatever we have to do the next day program planning, right? We have a fun lesson plan. We're researching ideas or we're thinking about that little kid that, you know, got hurt that day, or maybe you said something that disappointed them and you're, you're just overthinking everything. Like, are, am I good enough? Am I a good teacher? Did I do the right thing today? And just, we don't even have time to process and just sit with our thoughts and do something for ourselves. So um, that's another thing we definitely do as educators, take everything home with us. We overthink it. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot. So my next question, which I actually would love to hear this because <laughs> I was one of these people. Um, <laughs> what would you tell an educator who says that they don't have time for self-care? Yeah, I love this question, too, because same as you, I, I was there and I still am in some ways. Um, last year, it was kind of like just a blur. I don't even know. I went back to work after mat leave. And just like you, I went back to a workplace where people were wearing masks and shields. And I didn't do that on my maternity leave. So I was like, what is going on? And then we have this new normal where kids were sitting in single file desks. Um, 
They weren't allowed to sit together. They weren't even allowed to play, really. To be honest, they weren't allowed to touch, which is so not normal. Um, so I thought, why are we even here if the kids can't really socialize <laughs> or interact with each other? That's how they learn. So we're not teaching them anything. But anyways, that's for another podcast. <laughs> um, <but> yeah, for <laughs> I could go on forever. Um, but for teachers who are saying that they don't have time, I was there. I, I still struggle with that. But when I was working with my business coach last year, she taught me how to shift my mindset. So even though I was a new mom going back to work after mat leave, trying to figure out everything, I realized that I really do have five minutes, five minutes in my day to implement something. And again, that's different for everybody. But for me, it was my daily affirmations and kind of like a meditation. I just had positive thoughts all day and said positive things about myself, about myself as a mom, as a person, as a teacher. And it really did help me get on with my day. It helped me to reframe things a little bit and have more positive connections with people in the workplace, as well as other teachers, mm. um, which is hard to do sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. That's my advice to you is to just start small and take it day by day. You can do something for five minutes in the morning or something for five minutes in the evening. And that's all it takes. And then eventually, once you establish that routine, then you can add something new. But if you're like me, your brain kind of is all over the place. You want to go for a run. You want to go for a jog. You want to read a book. You want to take a bubble bath. You want to meditate. You can't incorporate all those things into one day, especially if you're new to that. And um, self-care isn't something that you've been practicing for a while, right? So you want to implement one thing and just five minutes a day and just start off small. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah five minutes we all have five minutes in our day to do something for ourselves yeah and it's like we do I I do this so it's not a criticism to anybody who's listening it's I sometimes spend 20-30 minutes like scrolling through my phone and just looking at Instagram and looking at you for example Adva and looking at <laughs> that I work with and I'm like hey I want to do what she's doing but well, why am I not doing it then? Like, get off your phone. And that's okay to be on your phone, by the way. Uh, it's just those five minutes should come first, right? So whatever that thing is for you, put in the time, those five minutes, and then go scroll on your phone and play and watch whatever it is. And, yep. you know, have time for yourself and your family. But those five minutes come first. Yeah. I mean, I, it took me a long time to figure out how to incorporate self-care into my routine. But yeah. um, this actually, I was this summer was the first summer that I actually really set those boundaries and made sure mm -hmm. that I went to the gym when I wanted to go to the gym and yeah. that I didn't open my laptop come eight o'clock p.m. Um, and I think part of that is also setting boundaries with yourself. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's just the five minutes, yeah, set a boundary. No phone, no computer. Five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was lucky that I had the summer off. But um, just like yourself, I was able to establish some a good routine this summer. But I know when I go back, I won't be able to do all those things. So I'm yeah. trying to soak in all the time that I have right now. But um, yeah, just goal setting for uh, September so that I know I can at least do one thing every day. Yeah, exactly. And you're uh, honestly preparing yourself is the best way to do it. Yeah. So 
Um, my next question is, what are some things educators can do to incorporate that self-care into their routine? Because routine is um, forming a habit. And if mm -hmm. you don't have that habit and you're not consistent with it, it's not necessarily going to stick. Exactly. Yeah. And that resonates with me so much because, yeah, like I said, my brain sometimes works in a way where it's all over the place. I start something and then I don't finish it and then I move on to the next. And mm -hmm. that can be the same with self-care. You want to do all these things, but you're not going to form a routine that way. And you're just going to get stuck and you're going to fall off the wagon again and just um, be in the same place where you started. So um I have a few suggestions for educators who are listening, but I also want to mention uh, first and foremost, it's so important. And one of my principals actually said this to me um, and to my teaching partner as well. She was saying, you have to work smarter, not harder. Mm. And, you know, it was mainly for my partner because she would, she didn't have any kids or anything. So she spent, she dedicated her whole life to the classroom. She would be there early. Like when I got there at eight o'clock, she would already be there. And I'm like, what? Like, did you sleep? Did you go home? <laughs> <laughs> and then when I left, she would still be there. She'd be there till six o'clock at night sometimes, even though the school day here ends around 3.30. So my principal was really trying to say, you know, you don't really have to um, do all those things like, printing worksheets, for example, or, you know, um, laminating things and creating activities for the kids. Because, as you know, as ECEs, we co-construct everything with our kids. It's all about collaboration. So the more we do with them, it actually, the classroom becomes a reflection of the kids, which is the whole point, A. And B, we're not as tired and exhausted because we're not doing everything for them. We're doing it together, right? It's a group effort. So it's all about teamwork and collaborating. But <laughs> aside from that, um, it just really depends on you as an individual and what you are designed to do and what you're what you're meant to do, essentially. So for me, getting a good sleep is really important. And taking naps, honestly, I <laughs> I took a few naps at work during my lunch breaks, not not with the kids, but during my lunch break because I needed it, right? Because I was so burnt out. But if that's something that resonates with you, you have to figure out a way to implement that during your day because it will give you that energy boost. Um, cutting down on sugar was a huge one for me. Um, I still struggle with that, but it's it does make me feel a lot better to eat healthier, like brain food, right? Something that's going to really inspire you and give you that energy to be there for the kids. Because I when I was going through this, and this is all uh, relative to me, but I'm sure that there are people who are listening who went through the same thing I did. So when I was stressed, or I felt like I wasn't good enough, or I felt like I was too tired, I just kept eating things that were like sugary and not really good for me. And it made things worse. I do the same thing. Yeah, it's like, it's a stress thing, right? You're stress eater. So you're just constantly eating things. Um, but it just means that you're trying to, you're trying to kind of fill a void, there's something missing there. And it's because you're not taking care of yourself. And that's what it was for me. Um, incorporating yoga into your day might be something you already do or something that you want to start doing, right? And and I know a lot of people say like working out, well, how do I have time to work out? I have all these other things to do. What helps me is, I mean, if you don't have kids, what helps me is jump into something comfortable as soon as you get home from work. And that's the first thing you do and just get that done.
done because even 15, 20 minutes a day of an exercise is better than zero, right? Yeah. And you'll feel so much better. You'll even have more energy. You'll see throughout the evening to do those other things, to tackle things like making dinner and things like that. (laughs) Busy. (laughs) Even without kids, I got to tell you, now it's not easy to get to, but you make yourself do it because then you end up getting better. Exactly. Absolutely. And I remember before I had my daughter, it was the same thing that I had to talk myself into it. Like I'm going to feel like garbage after if I don't do this. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, I have a few more items here on the list. But like reading a book is something that works for me. I love reading. So if you are maybe if you're an auditory learner, or you rather move, you might want to do something else, right? So maybe an ebook or um, listening to a podcast might be better for you. I enjoy reading a good book that just calms me down. And it makes me feel good about myself. Um, and then boundaries, like we said, signing off your phone, maybe for 30 minutes or an hour, just saying, I'm putting this thing away for a while and I'm doing me, I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. Um, spending time talking to a friend or talking to your partner, right? That's something like just setting aside even a few minutes for that is so important, making those connections and not talking about work, trying that, <laughs> right? Or COVID, so <laughs> Try talking, not talking about those two <laughs> things. It's so hard. <laughs> it is, I know. <laughs> I've been there and um, meditation has really helped me. So deep breathing, muscle relaxation, it really helps me to fall asleep and get a good night's rest. And then um, journaling is really important as well. That's, I found that really helpful. It's not something that I do as often as I would like to, but if you're stuck on like, I don't know what to write, I don't really know what to do. They actually have journals with prompts now. So you don't even have to think about it. You just start writing whatever comes to mind, right? Yeah, I'm also a big journaler. I do not journal as much as I would like. Yeah. Yeah, I I do. I do believe in journaling. It, it does. Help. It is very helpful. Yeah, that's actually one of my goals for this school year coming up because yeah, I do. I see it helps a lot of other people. And I, I love writing. It's just I haven't had Oh, here I go with that excuse. Haven't had the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, yep. And then going for a walk, spending time in nature, like, um, no matter what the weather is, you're, you're, pro- you're in New Jersey, right? So it yeah. gets cold there too. You have winter, yeah. but, um, even in the winter, it's so peaceful and beautiful and just getting outside every day for a few minutes is, it will really help to relax you and just feel better. And, um, lastly, what, what has helped me this year was I started talking to someone about everything that I've been going through. And, um, obviously there's stigma attached to that reaching out to speak to somebody, um, to speaking to a professional, but it does help. And they actually offer you like exercises and uh, different things that I didn't really know, because I've never done that before. It's so new to me. And I feel like everybody now talks to a therapist, but it's new for me. (laughs) And if you've never, if you've never done it before, I highly recommend it. It's, 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 it's really important. And there shouldn't be any shame or anything um, with that, because we all need someone to talk to. And it's sometimes helpful to talk to someone who doesn't know you. Yeah, they have an outside perspective. Exactly. Yeah. So that was my last um, suggestion or tip for those of you who are listening who, um, yeah, just need some advice on self care. 
therapy is wonderful. I'm yeah. a bit of therapy. Yeah. I have friends who are social workers who have their own private practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely a big advocate. I, yeah. I don't see my therapist very often, but I do see a therapist. <laughs> so yeah. when I, do, I see her every single week. And when I don't, it's every few months. But yeah. I still have her if I ever need. And it's it's very, very helpful. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have two more questions for you. The okay. first one is what resources can educators get, grab, um, take home with them uh, mm-hmm. to fi- to help them find that self-care routine, to help them have some, I don't know, ideas um, to learn more about self-care? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that question. Um, Definitely, there's so many things out there. There's so many free resources out there right now as well. Mm -hmm. But one thing that's helped me and my husband, for example, he had, he got this um, CD from his therapist, actually, Mm -hmm. it was a CD, but you can, um, you can get mp3. I'm not really techie, you can see, (laughs) (laughs) you can what it convert it to mp3. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. So you can like listen to it. I have it all on my phone right now. But anyways, um, the person that we listen to, uh, his name is Eli Bay. I don't know if you've heard of him. But um, his voice is just very soothing. And he's got all sorts of like breathing techniques. And again, that muscle relaxation and deep breathing techniques. So I listen to something different. Sometimes I listen to the same ones. And sometimes I try something different. But mm-hmm. I that's actually one thing that has stuck with me because I'm not very concerned consistent with everything in terms of self care, but I've stuck with this. And for the last couple years, I'll just listen to him for five minutes. Usually it's like a 3040 minute um, audio, but within the first five minutes, I'm already asleep. So it works. Yeah. And it helps you just relax. You don't realize how tense you are all the time and different parts of your body, like your, your mouth, for example, your forehead, you don't realize your jaw, everything is like so tight all the time, especially after COVID. And um, because we've forgotten how to breathe because we were wearing masks for so long. So Mm -hmm. um, anyways, but you can definitely find that on YouTube for free. So Um, just type in progressive muscle relaxation, or deep breathing, I found that super helpful. Um, If you do go to I don't know if you have indigo there. (laughs) Now I'm blanking indigo or chapters, or I don't know what would it be Barnes and Noble for you guys. It's like a bookstore. Yeah, Yeah, so there should be a section for sure on self help. Um, There are books and even like yoga books, even with DVDs and CDs that you could follow along and do meditation with. And I, I really like that section myself. <laughs> I, love, I love this personal growth section of yes. Barnes and Noble. It's my yeah. favorite. Mm-hmm. I've never been to one, I don't think maybe when I was in New York, but yeah, it would be the same for your Canadian um, listeners. It would be like Indigo or Chapters is <laughs> have that section. Um, and then there's an app that I recently heard of called headspace it's mm-hmm. about 12.99 a month but i mean it's worth the investment because you like investing in yourself is super super important too so there are tons of free stuff but if you're willing to make that investment it's not that much in the long you know the grand scheme of things you're working on yourself and um you'll see a big improvement yep I and headspace. yeah oh yeah i've used it before i think i used a trial but um yeah, I definitely 
want to invest myself. So I say these things because I want, I need to tell myself too. I need to hear it as well. Yeah. And um, I think there's another one called calm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah. So lots of meditation and yoga and breathing exercises. And if you are following any kind of workout or exercise program, I think almost all of them have like a meditation section as well, which is amazing. Yeah, there's a really good, um, if you don't like to go to the gym and you want to work out at home, there's actually a very good app um, that I have used in the past. I I couldn't stick to it. I couldn't stick to an at-home workout just because it's me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I need to be, I need to be going to the gym. I need to like have my own separate space. But if yes. you don't like to go to the gym and you want to work out at home, there's an app called, it was called Tone and Sculpt. Now it's called, I think, Evolve You or something like that. Okay. Um, and they have all different kinds of workouts. They have like the live workouts where you can do like a class with the instructor or they have like just like workout routines that you can do and you can do this at home. You can do this in the gym. You can, you can do it anywhere. Um, and if you like that kind of stuff and you want to incorporate something like that, it's a great way to get your, get your body moving. And they have, they have shorter, um, workouts for you. So if you're starting with 15 minutes, find Mm -hmm. a 15 minute workout on that app. Um, I think it's like $15 a month, which again, in the long, in the long haul, like it's not really so crazy, um, but it just has to be worth it for you to do it. Um, yeah. So I have during COVID, that's what I invested in when I wasn't able to go to the gym. Um, So that's another way to do, you know, be a part of the self-care. Yeah. For sure. I think I've heard of that one, actually, the tone and sculpt, and then I've seen evolve somewhere. So yeah, that's sounds familiar. And there's also another one that you just reminded me of. Um, It's called fit on. So F I T on, and it's free. It's completely free. And I've actually used it before the workouts, um, not so much the meditation yet, but they do have meditation and yoga section and the workouts are amazing. And like you Mm -hmm. said, um, some of them are only 15 minutes. So you get like a really good workout in such a short amount of time. And it's completely free. So there's so much out there. Um, yeah. And connecting with other like-minded ECEs too. If you have other educators or just like following people on social media, I found that really helpful because we're doing so so many amazing things as educators right now for the field. And I think um, social media has helped with that. So as much as we want to take a break from social media, sometimes it can be too much. Um, Definitely the Facebook groups have been really helpful for me in terms of networking and connecting, especially when we're not seeing each other the way we used to be and Mm -hmm. meeting in person. It's, it's, I found it really, really helpful. Like you can ask questions and feel so supportive. Yeah, supported. I mean, (laughs) yeah, the the Facebook groups have been really great. Um, I have definitely dived into that. Is that even a word? (laughs) I've used it. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, last question. (laughs) Where can teachers find you to learn more about you and what you're doing what you're up to? Yeah, so the best place to find me is on my Instagram account, which is at Kathleen Gomes Consulting. And that's basically where I am. I'm not as active on there as I was because I've been taking a long break. 
but um, either there and there should be a link to my website as well if you want to connect to me on there, which is kathleengomesconsulting.com, I believe. I haven't used it in so long, but I am available um, as well as via email if there's any way that you can share that um, with your audience or if you just reach out to me a DM on Instagram, it's a lot easier that way. And then we can connect. I'm going to put the links in the show notes so that oh, they perfect. can get yeah. in touch. Um, and that way they can check it out, check your uh, Instagram out, check your website out, whatever it is. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. This was a fun conversation. <laughs> Super relatable. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you for having me. I was so excited and I'm I'm glad that it was fun for you. It was fun for me too. So yeah, I look forward me to too. the next one. <laughs> me too, me too. Wasn't that incredible? This was the perfect topic to help you segue into another year of teaching and hopefully to make self-care more of a priority this year. And speaking of segueing, is that even a word? I might have made it up. Anyway, speaking of segueing into a brand new school year, my brand new program, The Confident ECE, is finally here. You can learn more by booking a free 60-minute call where I help you to identify who you are as a teacher and who you want to be outside of that. We get to really start diving into making teaching a part of your life rather than letting it take over your life. So you can book this call by clicking the link in the show notes below, or you can message me on Instagram at Shaping Little Minds Podcast to get more information there as well. So as always, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you could share this episode with your teacher friends, leave a review, or just share the episode on Instagram and tag me, I'd love to connect with you. Keep learning, growing, and becoming your best teacher self. I am so proud of you. See you next time, teachers.